You're listening to highlights from the Creative Processes interview with Robert Dick. This podcast is supported by the Jan Michalski Foundation. I decided that I wanted to explore the flute. I mean, really explore the flute. And people had known a few multiphonics where you could play two notes at once, things like this. But they had been basically like quote-unquote special effects sort of sprinkled into a traditional line to spice it up a touch. And I thought, why not just go the whole way? So my concept that, first of all, music is made by people. I mean, all art is made by people. Music is not made by instruments. The sound of the flute is silence. (laughs) The sound of the piano is silence. The mark of a brush is a white canvas until the person makes the mark. So music comes from people, you know, we use instruments. So I realized that if the person did not accept the traditional limitations, well then the limitations became meaningless. And the idea was that every acoustic instrument could be played by a person or persons as if It was a human-powered synthesizer. And that the only limits to what could be done were the limits in your imagination and then in the limits to what you would do, you know, how far you would go to realize the imagination. And, and of course, one embraces the tradition. Uh, There's no reason to deny yourself all the things that have come before. But on the other hand, you can't be enslaved by the tradition either. And there are many artistic disciplines, if we just talk about the arts for the moment, where there's huge traditions. And there are sometimes people who posit that until you've learned everything in the tradition, you dare not make an original step of your own. Well, that's just silly because you can be learning the tradition. And frankly, if if it really matters to you, you should. But again, you can't be enslaved to it. You need to use that knowledge that you're learning. And if you see original things to do, you should be doing them as well. These processes can all run at the same time. I mean, if you wait until you know everything from the past, you'll be dead. And I'm using something, you know, I have changed the flute quite a number of ways, but most significantly with this peculiar looking, the mouthpiece on the flute is called a head joint. In German, it's the Kopfstuch, and in French, it's la tête. Uh, so in English, the head joint. It's ba- this is called the glissando head joint because it telescopes and it does for the flute what the whammy bar does for the electric guitar. You can use it for many, 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 many more things. And so the glissando head joint was a a, a huge step. It was waiting for somebody to see it. And I'm, I'm thrilled and also very humbled that I was the person who saw it. 
because it is so fundamental and so simple, it's what enables the most possible things to, to happen with it. For example, this is a sound that's completely new in flute tone. No flute from any culture and any time has ever been able to do something like this before, which is to take multiple notes at the same time and make them slide. Then the process, you know, I had a lot of help. And it's also so important to realize that almost, no one can really do it all alone. Three different flute makers helped me develop the glissando head joint. Eva Kingma in Holland, Kaspar Bechi in uh, Switzerland, and ultimately one of the greatest of all flute makers, Bickford Branham in Boston, who actually perfected this incredibly elegant design. With their help, this dream got realized. I'm not someone who can go into a machine shop and work metal, and I don't have those skills, and I have all of those fingertips. They're all there. In a machine shop, it's really easy to lose parts of yourself. And, and I learned from watching these folks that there are different forms of concentration and that my form of concentration, which is to hear the unheard music, is not an effective form of concentration to work with molten metal and high-powered dangerous tools where you need to be in the here and now 100%. You can't be in the future somewhere because bad things will happen in the present if you are. So I collaborate and I really believe in this idea that people working together can achieve these kinds of things. It isn't necessary for it all to be done by, by one person. In fact, it's far better if multiple people with, you know, you're bringing a wider, a much bigger array of talent and experience. Our only hope is to hope and act together. Well, let's see, you're a writer. You need to hear the untold story. You need to find your way to listen to it so that you can write it. And of course, writers, I'm, I'm sure, have as many different ways of doing that as there are writers. When you invited me for this series and I saw that you had interviewed Robert Olin Butler, one of my favorite writers, I was like thrilled to be in the same series as, as him. So as a composer, an improviser, you need to find your way to hear the unheard music. And again, there are as many ways to do that as there are people. And in fact, for every piece, I do it differently because the starting point is different. Sometimes you're literally walking into the dark with your eyes closed, knowing that if you're looking, you will start to see something or you'll start to hear something. So I just have to now find the way to do it. There's no reason to feel that that which you can see is separate from that which you can hear and that which you can move. And uh, that would be accepting preconceived limits. And, and I've never seen the benefit of, of accepting those limits. I mean, what for? You know, the limits are the limits of one's imagination, which is, I think, ultimately limitless. I'm basically, I think like any other creative person, 
striving to create in in the ways that speak to me it's basically i'm asking creativity to tell me what needs to be created and then i'll try to create it it's not about me as you improve at what you're doing a beginning improviser often can only go a relatively short distance before starting to lose focus and with experience you can see further and command larger and larger forms and lengths of time and you can have a more developed or more complex architecture or an extremely simple one but really follow through on it and that that has to do with many different skills and experiences including of course the understanding that the one thing not to think about is yourself i i, I can't say that i've ever like made an entire cd or done an entire session without an instant of thinking about myself but i think of myself very 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 little and the less the better because it's more it's about the music it's not about me i'm there to hear it and then to find a way for other people to hear it too you know because really you know creating or performing music can be thought of as hearing it so well that other people can also hear it and writing what would be any different hearing the story so clearly that other people can you know can can read it too and it just constantly puts you more and more in awe of some of the great masters who managed to do so much in their life We hope you've enjoyed listening to these highlights. To listen to the latest episodes or learn more about participating in exhibitions or interviews, click on subscribe. Thank you for listening.